You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion. On tonight's episode, we're going to be breaking down the Auburn versus Georgia men's basketball game in Athens, Georgia. Sadly, Auburn falls in this one by the score of 65-55 to to the Georgia Bulldogs. They get revenge for the thumping that Auburn put on them a little earlier this year in Auburn Arena, which obviously has us very sad and somber right now, taking a loss on what has been a very promising season thus far. Uh, So I'm going to talk about all of the action, the storylines from this game, and actually, to do so tonight, uh, it's just me. Uh, we had some uh, scheduling things to kind of work out today. So it's it, just going to be me on this episode for a short uh, breakdown. And let's be honest, everybody, there's not much really to break down from this game that we haven't already covered uh, in the last loss, which was just one game ago, sadly, to Missouri. Uh, so that being said, you know, I, I don't want to sit here and just lament about every single thing that we've already lamented about before, but I, I do want us to talk about it, work it out. So consider this your uh, couch therapy session for just kind of sit back, relax, and just let's let's make some peace and have some realization of what's actually going on with this basketball team uh, right now. So we'll look at some of the stats and all that kind of stuff, but uh, I just want to start off by reiterating a common theme that I, I'm starting to pick up amongst friends and amongst the Auburn faithful right now, and that is, is this team good or not? I, I will tell you this is a very good team. There were times uh, throughout the season that I was starting to ask the question, could they have beaten last year's team? I think on their best nights, the best that last year's team ever played and the best that this team has ever played this this season thus far, uh, it would be a pretty good game. I'd still lean probably to the 2018-2019 team uh, based off a of Final Four run. Granted, most of the team is still here, uh, so that kind of mixes things up a little bit. But I just want to remind people that, you know, I think we have a tendency to get a little, I won't say spoiled, but just a, a little ahead of ourselves in terms of thinking that since we kind of launched ourselves to the top, of the college basketball world, or at least amongst them uh, last season, doesn't mean it's necessarily going to be that easy all the time. Uh, Auburn has been very uh, blessed this season with some very good games and some very good stretches, whether it's non-conference, going undefeated completely throughout that. I think it was a seven-game stretch or so uh, since the first two losses, both road losses to Alabama and then uh, to Florida on the road. And then these two here, which are a little bit more frustrating because they have been against the bottom barrel of the SEC teams. Uh, Missouri is not a good team. Um, Georgia is not a good team. Uh, Georgia has the probably the best overall college basketball player 
um, in the nation at the moment. There's an argument for that. But outside of that, they are not a good team. They run off of Anthony Edwards, and that's about it. So that's what makes this so frustrating, is that we lost to two bad, not bad, I shouldn't say that, not good SEC teams back-to-back, and it's on the road. Now, the thing you can take away as a little bit of a reprieve from that is that these are on the road, and you know, you're know you not losing at home to teams you shouldn't be losing to, and we've had a record to show that we can compete and beat the best. We've beaten Kentucky, we've beaten LSU, we've beaten uh, you know several great teams in non-conference play at neutral sites. So outside of playing at neutral sites in Auburn Arena, Auburn has had success and has shown that they can do that this season. I also got to take a step back and realize what's going on right now. Uh, to we've already addressed it a little bit in the last episode obviously with um, Isaac Okoro being out he actually traveled to uh, campus with the team in this game and you know there was some speculation would he see some time or not I, you know I, I never really put much stock in that to be honest with you because I just didn't want to be let down by that uh, but uh, regardless he was there you know and, but and, and still you would hope maybe that kind of pushed the team to kind of play for him since he's there sitting on the sideline didn't really amount to much though um, honestly, I'd probably say we've played a little bit worse, if that's possible, in this game with him there on the sideline. So I don't know really what's going on there. Um, but with D'Angelo Purifoy having the flu beforehand, this is just a, it's a perfect storm of things that are kind of hitting Auburn all at once. Road games, uh, sickness bugs, injuries. It's all kind of coming to a head at, in a perfect storm that is really affecting Auburn right now. And I promise you that things are going to get a lot better. They may get much worse before they get better, but they will get better. Uh, so Auburn coming into the week was sitting at number 13. They dropped back uh, a humble two spots from 11 to 13 in the AP poll, which I thought was reasonable. Uh, you take a loss on the road to an inferior SEC team, you should drop some. Uh, but I was very pleased to see we didn't fall back a long way. Uh, now, after this performance, that remains to be seen what's going to happen after that point. So we, we just don't know what the committee is going to think at this point. Also, just a couple other storylines from this week that we had Auburn basketball fans riding high. Obviously, if you haven't checked out Bought to Get a Bachelor on the E2C Network, it is, I'm not kidding, we actually have a The Bachelor podcast because Maddie Pruitt, Chad Pruitt's daughter, the uh, director of basketball operations for Coach Bruce Pearl. They were both on it. Bruce, Bruce Pearl was on it. Auburn Arena, the campus were displayed. So there was this high, even despite the loss they were coming off this this week, of, of having that exposure, that re- quote-unquote recruiting tool uh, for Auburn uh, in full display for the nation. And then we kind of had this depressing thing happen here in this game. So I, I get we've been on a roller coaster ride this week, down, up, down. Uh, so hopefully the next one coming up is going to be an up to help us feel a little bit better uh, going forward. Now, let's talk about this basketball game a little bit in depth, though. Um, final score, again, was 65-55. to 55 Georgia wins. I'll say this much, and Drew, my co-host who's normally here, um, has said it before, so I'll, I'll give him the credit for calling it out first. It's, uh, if It's really a race to 60. If you can keep Auburn from getting to 60 points, you will win the game, hands down. Uh, they just, for some reason, after they hit the 60-point mark, they turn up to another gear. I guess it's that, I don't know if it's that belief that they're going to be able to score enough points, but for whatever reason, if you hold Auburn below that mark, they are just terrible. Now, thankfully, it wasn't as bad as, I think it was a 45, 47-point game that we had 
um, back in, was it, it was either Alabama or Florida we did that. It was uh, blocked it out of my memory at this point because it was that bad. But uh, not a great offensive night for Auburn. And, you know, this one that's at first felt like it was a case of just some bad luck. You know, I think Drew even commented at one point, is there grease on the actual rim tonight for Auburn? But then it was just bad shots, bad selection, turnovers. Uh, just Auburn did not set themselves up for success. And that's the, that's the frustrating thing about this is because if you look at this game outside of Auburn's offensive struggles, Georgia is not a good team. They should have run away with this thing, and they somehow let us just hang around within just arm's reach enough the entire game to make us think we were going to make a comeback. And yet Auburn still uh, could not find a way to pull off the the win in Stedman Coliseum, and, and thus they take the loss, their fourth loss on the year uh, and their fourth loss in SEC play as well. Um, some interesting things from tonight. Lineup-wise, obviously with Isaac Okoro out, uh, that means you're going to have someone else uh, starting in the wings again for him. Uh, Daniel Pirofoy is, is available again. But also tonight was really interesting. We saw a couple of players get some time in early in the game uh, that we don't normally get to see. One of those being Jalen Williams, who got 16 minutes of play tonight. There was a point where all of us uh, contributors on ATC Network that have a group message um, all just kind of all of a sudden, is that who I think that is? Jalen Williams came into the game and got significant playing time. Also, Babatunde Akingbola only got about a minute of playing time, but it was at an interesting point in the game. And, uh, you know, it's interesting decision by Coach Pearl to play those two tonight when he hasn't done that. I, I get the feeling that he's searching for someone to fill the role of Isaac Okoro with if and when he's not going to be there uh, for some time or in the future or, or whatever, because that clearly right now, the big question that everybody's asking is can Auburn win without Isaac Okoro? I would say they've proven that they can, but they're going to have to play a completely different way. Um, you saw Auburn tonight really again, focus in on going down low to Austin Wiley. And at times, that was successful for him. He has played like a beast the last couple of games, uh, being dominant down there, scoring at will at times, and rebounding at will. But teams are, stout, are now starting to focus on that and forcing other Auburn players uh, to make plays tonight. And unfortunately, many of them did not. Now, again, Javon McCormick. You know, Drew uh, has been a, a honest critic of Javon um, this season, and there's been some times where he's had to obviously admit that he's played well tonight. I, I would say that if, if Drew were here tonight, he would say that he was probably not happy with some of the decisions Javon made. But again, 22 points from him. Um, he is able to uh, be our top scorer tonight. And honestly, at times, part of the reason that Auburn still was in this game, knocked down a couple of clutch shots and threes, um, even even from mid-range. He had a pretty good mid-range shot tonight. Uh, that kept Auburn from getting out to a, a significant deficit of Georgia tonight. Severe Dowdy, I didn't know, I wasn't aware that he had 15 points, to be honest with you. I, I thought he had much less than that. Not a great shooting night overall for him tonight, although he did shoot well from the free throw line for four or five uh, on the night for him. Dangel only had two points. Alan Flanagan only had three. Austin Wiley had a, a solid 11 there. But uh, outside of that, there's two points scored all night by the bench. Two points, and that came from Devin Cambridge. And so that's honestly, 
the big thing that I want to call out tonight is not about can we win without Isaac Coro. It's not about the guard play. Uh, it's not about any of these other storylines that we've been discussing. But we have got to have better production from the bench. Devin Cambridge. I'm calling out my boy Anthony McLemore too. Not a great game from him tonight. Uh, honestly, probably one of the worst I've seen him play um, as an Auburn Tiger, which is strange because he's come up big for us a couple of games here recently. Jamal Johnson, not a great uh, support tonight. I would say Jalen Williams in his 16 minutes of play while he was not able to net any points. Um, he did uh, get himself six rebounds on the night and at times looked like he knew what he was doing. So it's kind of peculiar. Was Coach Pearl trying to send a message to the other players and say, hey, if you're not going to play well, I'm going to give some time to this guy who's been sitting here waiting for his opportunity? Or is he simply uh, just saying, you know, I got to figure something. We got to give something else a try at this point. So while Jalen did not have some considerable stats to write home about, I would say I was overall impressed with what he did uh, with the time that he was given and put into the situations that he was put in. But that that's my big call out tonight. The bench. Y'all have got to figure out some way to be bigger contributors, obviously points-wise, but when you're on the floor, being able for there not to be a drop-off at this point because a lot of you are seeing playing t- time right now. Alan Flanagan obviously getting some starting time. Uh, Devin Cambridge, uh, who has had some great moments tonight, has taken a backslide. And I'll continue. I'll call out Jamal Johnson, uh, not in a bad way, but just, you know, Drew has talked him up a lot this season, and I've just failed to see it at this point. So I say all this, quote-unquote, calling out with with love for my Auburn Tigers. Uh, Obviously, they are much better athletes than I ever could have been or will be, which is why they're on the team. But I've seen them play better. I know they can play better and they could play better as a team, and tonight was not one of those nights. Uh, the other storyline tonight, in case you missed it, uh, all we could do on the broadcast was talk about Anthony Edwards. My goodness. Uh, from the very get-go, it was like, let, let's sell Anthony Edwards to the scouts night, and which kind of makes it a, a bit of a, a sour taste in my mouth because it almost wonder what kind of show we would have had if it would have been Isaac Okora versus Anthony Edwards again. Because I do think... Honestly, just like in the first game, Isaac Okora, whether he scores points or not, a significant amount, he ends up locking down because he's a great defender, Anthony Edwards. And this is a much different game tonight because Anthony Edwards at times, he was their leading scorer with 18 points, knocked down some ridiculous three-pointers, some pretty good drives to the basket for him. I mean, the guy's talented, but there's a reason that Georgia is not a good team is because of Anthony Edwards. He is, you're, to be honest, just outside looking in perspective, he is the typical NBA prospect. Someone very talented, a little bit conceited, a little bit of a ball hog. And, uh, you know, there are times that that type of personality and mentality is warranted because he does have the skills to back it up. But there's a reason that his team is suffering because of it, because they don't play well as a team and honestly they should have beaten Auburn by much more tonight if they had had um, a little bit better team play again Rashawn Edmund or Hammond excuse me their forward also had a great game the fact that we got him into foul trouble as quickly as he did was uh, the saving grace for the Tigers tonight because between him and Edwards it was going to get over real fast for Auburn Shavir Wheeler also had 13 points for Georgia and Kamara had 12 so that's their double digits guys tonight uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs so 
Not great offensive showings by either team, and Georgia is just able to squeak out just enough tonight to get the Tigers uh, their fourth loss in SEC play. So other than that, I don't think there's too much more to get into uh, with this Georgia game. Similar frustrations. Auburn's got to find ways to win without Isaac Okoro. Got to have better bench production and got to find a way to get to 60 points or else we're not going to win games. Uh, but let's look forward to the next game that we have coming up here, which is going to start, I think, at least for a two-game set, a time where Auburn can really set themselves up for success to end the season because they will have one more very hard game on the road coming up very soon, which we're all looking forward to again, uh, whether <laughs> you are or not. I mean, you, you may not be looking forward to that much now after the way they've been performing, but hopefully you're still excited about that Kentucky matchup. But first... We're coming back home to Auburn Arena. Thankfully, we're going to be hosting the Tennessee Volunteers for the very first time. Again, this is a game that the very beginning of the season and even in the offseason when we saw the schedule, we were like, ah, great scheduling by the SEC. You're going to have that Auburn-Tennessee matchup again twice, mind you, at the end of the season. It's going to be great. Not so much now. Tennessee's not been doing well. Auburn right now is trending a little bit downward, even though they sit in the top uh, rung of the SEC uh, but still, it's going to be nice to have Coach Bruce Pearl's uh, former team again coming back to Auburn Arena so we can remind them of the mistake they made by letting him go and giving him to us. We thank you for that, Tennessee, 100 times over. Uh, Tennessee versus Auburn in Auburn Arena uh, on the 22nd at noon. Another morning game for the Tigers. They have played well in the morning games at Auburn Arena thus far, so I hope the students are ready to get up early again. I'm sure uh, Coach Bruce Pearl will be up there um, giving out things early again to get the fans hyped up, and they will need it after the tough uh, two-game stretch that they've had here against Missouri and UGA on the road. You'll be able to watch the game on CBS if you're not able to attend the game. So with this game, great timing. Auburn's got a not-so-great Tennessee team coming in, and I, and I say not-so-great with a, with a grain of salt. They're 7-6 and six in SEC play right now, 15 and 11 on year. Our coach Rick Barnes coach team is always going to be um, a good, a solid team, but it doesn't seem like they have responded well after losing uh, the names like Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield. Um, and they are kind of in a rebuilding mode as of this point uh, this year, it looks like, unless they make a quick, a, a good run at the end here. So coming in, I expect Auburn to respond, and especially with the crowd behind them, I wouldn't be surprised if poor old Tennessee uh, gets their butts handed to them on a silver platter. And same goes for Ole Miss coming up very shortly after them. You know, that Ole Miss game is always tricky, but we'll focus on the Tennessee game right now. The main thing that I'd like to see Auburn come out to do is figure out what the rotation needs to be without Isaac Okoro. Because personally, I would much rather us sit him for as long as possible until at least Kentucky, if not longer, into the postseason to make sure for certain for his benefit and for ours to that that hamstring is going to be in the peak condition that it can be going forward because we don't want to hurt his career and we don't want to hurt his chances of being a heavy contributor in the postseason for Auburn because the postseason, postseason is a given at this point. I mean, pretty much, obviously, anything can happen but i would be shocked if auburn doesn't make the ncaa tournament that at this point the big questions are how far do they fall in the rankings how far 
Uh, will they fall in terms of seeding in the NCAA tournament? We'll find all that coming out very soon, and hopefully they can help their case to not fall too far with a convincing win over Tennessee in Auburn Arena this uh, next coming up Saturday. So we'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts about the game, obviously please make sure that you uh, message us on any social media and just let us know what, what you're thinking about, what the issue is with the Auburn Tigers currently. Always love to hear from the listeners out there. If you want to get in touch with me and talk about Auburn basketball or anything else, you can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. That's all I have for you in this edition of Inside the Jungle. But until Drew and I are back together again, War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?